0: listening to the one of podcast network. One of us needs and appreciates all your
1: support.
2: Hey, Frank! What's up, Bradley? What did the comic icon say at his childhood dog's funeral? What? Good grief! <laughs> okay. Wow. All
0: right. It's, it's peanuts joke. That was yeah. the,
1: That was the dad joke. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That <laughs>
0: was yeah. You did not lie, Bradley. You are you. I are. should have.
1: I should have fake laughed. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it matter your word. It has a point. That that's the name of the movie we're reviewing. Oh, right. Which is a great title. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like
1: grief is good. Not 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 greed is good, but grief is good. Yeah,
2: exactly. Andrew Garfield actually had a profound a thought on it, which I believe his mother told him about grief. I should have wrote that down instead of the dad joke. Anyways, good grief. <laughs> 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 Written and directed by Dan Levy, starring Dan Levy, Ruth Negga, and Himish Patel. All three pretty much kind of edging near the peak of their, you know, renaissance, whatever you want to call it. He, of course, Dan Levy wrote, uh, directed, show ran, starred in Schitt's Creek, the most popular sitcom of all time in Canada. I hear it's doing huge in Netflix in the States as well, and everybody seems to love the hell out of it. It
0: got me through uh, 2020. Well, that and a couple of other shows, but that um, specifically got me through uh, the bulk of like the May, the April, May, June days of 2020 which were the worst
1: yeah i remember remember everyone schitt's creek was winning all the emmy awards and it was still during the pandemic and they were afraid to touch each other as yeah they were at tables yeah as a family uh but that was that added another level of suspense yeah
2: (laughs) so dan levy plays mark and you know he's an illustrator and Lately he's been illustrating artwork for his bae, his boyfriend's uh, young adult novels, which are a huge phenomenal hit. His boyfriend tragically and suddenly passes away during the holiday season. And for a year, his besties, Sophie, played by Ruth Negga, and his bestie, played by Hymish Patel, Thomas, they just try to be there for him the best way they can. Uh, The film really explores who a person is, especially a person who has uh, international fame. I mean, how does someone who insists they know someone because they've read their work really grieve with someone who actually knew that person? And since we're all incredibly layered people, how does the person grieving that loss deal with the parts of the life they didn't know about someone they were in love with? It's pretty great, pretty good premise there. With me to talk about this, two people who, uh, like me, have lived long enough to experience grief. Frank and Drew are with me today.
0: That was a that. Was, you're calling us old. That was a shot.
2: Do I look old?
0: You're calling us old.
1: No, I, I think I think this, this <laughs> podcast is going to be really really uh, cathartic tonight. I think we're gonna get yeah. really deep let's, let's talk about our families let's talk about our own we family.
0: are gonna get some shit out tonight yes we are
1: like why Why is this two hours and why are we not paying anybody
2: yes exactly
0: <laughs> why well, haven't they talked about the movie yet <laughs> gosh
2: <laughs> when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory <laughs> so <laughs> luke evans plays oliver a very handsome very charming man I think he was Gaston in the uh aptly casted Gaston in that Disney live action Beauty and the Beast. He was very indeed. handsome dude. Yes. Um I couldn't stand him. I would be horrified if someone handed me music I was to sing later at a party. I <laughs> thought he was charming, but it was just so thick that I stupidly I was like, Man, this guy's kinda too much and then he exits the film, so geez Brad. Uh What did you all think of him and the cast in general?
1: Well, I think I think the the opening scene is one of those, you know, where you're you're, um, you know, wealthy and a creative in New York City, and um, instead of making it look uh, like that's a place uh, you'd be, it was incredibly pretentious. They're yeah. in London.
0: <laughs> I think that they're in London. And oh,
1: they're I think in, that they're oh, married. You're right. You're right. That's right.
0: Yeah, I think that they're married actually. Um. I, you know, I uh,
2: he did I refer really, to him as his husband. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't really, I, I couldn't really get a good read on on uh, it was Oliver, right? Um, yeah, we'll because uh, he, that. yeah, because he exits so quickly, and I kind of like that. I kind of like the abruptness from which uh, you know we're we're quickly introduced to him, and then um, you know he's he's out of our lives, save for a couple flashbacks later on and i i love the the swiftness of because his death happens in the first few minutes and there's not even like a, a cutaway it, it's you know he leaves the the he leaves the shot and then you know not even you know what 30 seconds later um uh, daniel levy's running out to uh to the car accident that took his life um i appreciated that uh, a lot and uh it's the kind of um moment that this film has like so much of it's 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 a tinge of realism but it's also such a uh such a screenwriter's moment like i don't know about anybody else um but uh, I, I for so much of this film like i could just feel I, daniel levy just you know typing on his keyboard you know yeah uh throughout um that was that was a real struggle with me in fact the uh one of the opening scenes, or uh, one of the following scenes, has um, uh, Daniel Levy's uh, friends Ruth Nega and Hamish Patel. I don't remember anybody's names. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Sophie but uh, <laughs> and yeah. Sophie and Thomas, and they're like giving him the speech about how he needs to get out and this and that. And it's the kind of speech that that in other films you'd find in a climax. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. at the end, at the end of the third act, it's full of all these like sort of like little. You know, it feels very screenwritery and it's, 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 it kept it from feeling as authentic as it could a lot of the time for me.
1: No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I don't know if it was just Dan Levy in, in particular or like him writing it or, but yeah, it felt like he was like, like, f- creating this movie that he wanted to be in. And um, I think the, a, a lot, a lot of the, the lines of dialogue felt a little forced. And I think Ruth Negga and Himesh Patel felt really natural. And I think at times maybe Dan Levy didn't maybe he felt he, he just looked like he was being very self-aware. Maybe it's because uh, just writing it and just being a creative kind of like at, at the head of it, but he never really felt like totally genuine and, and, and uh, really there, which threw me off like throughout the whole, whole movie.
0: Yeah. He might have felt a little bit because this is the biggest thing he's ever tackled. Um, and uh, yeah, I, 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 under, I could see him feeling a little bit overwhelmed by everything and making sure that he was on top of everything and, and inevitably something something has to uh something has to fall. I will say I I do applaud him that he didn't rest on on a lot of his laurels um acting wise that he usually does, especially with Shits Creek. Um to his credit, he does do what he can to make this feel like a different character and it does feel like a different character for him. Um so yeah, I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, but I, it's, it's funny where, where like there's there's a lot of there's like these setup moments that maybe feel a little forced, but when they're actually in, you know, their scenes where they're at an art show together or at these like different functions where there's a little bit of comedy thrown in or him, him interacting with like Theo that he meets, which is, you know, this potentially new romantic relationship uh, where he's great and it just feels really natural and um, he's almost intimidating. And I, I and I really like that vibe of Mark, you know, that like, has a character in it. Uh, He didn't, he didn't didn't seem like, it didn't feel like it was forced at that time. It felt like he was like really, I don't know, being a, being a part of like a real world that felt like genuine.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, there's, I, I struggle. I really struggle with this film in a sense, because there are so many moments and so many scenes that are written as jumping off points to other films, you know, like him and that potential love interest alone, would would it, that that that's its own premise in a way there's another there's another there's a revelation of a of a character that comes in later on and that revelation um those two character that character and the, the daniel levy character alone would have been a good jumping off point to something else you know the the two best friends and him um that's another one There's just there's so many like it's it. it, it it's, it goes in too many different directions, and I and I understand like you know I recently experienced a death in my family about several months ago, and so I know that that grief can pull you in different directions, and things just uh, a lot of things happen, and nothing real. There's no really linear path for you, um, but uh, so I I think that works for the that works for the character. It's tr- that's true to the character's journey, but I don't think it it serves the film
1: all that well that's a good point like if that if like grief is like pulling you in different directions but but it that's not really addressed right it's not saying that there's never like a line or anything that says like oh i'm all over the place and that would kind of explain maybe some of the other the non sequiturs and things of the, of the movie but maybe it just i, I don't know just it, it feels like it could have been like more episodic you know if this would have been six episodes or something it could, could, they could have explored all that
2: yeah,
0: well, I, I agree.
2: I do like that there's no ridiculous grand speeches with like a Hallmark music number in the back playing like uplifting tones, you know, or empty platitudes that sound good to make you feel better in the moment. Of course, the uh, the negative of that is no one really says anything profound except for way early in the movie when um, Oliver's father gives this deeply moving eulogy Duncan played by David Bradley and he he's fully committed to this character even though he might have like eight minutes of screen time and I thought he was great and also that uh, Dan Levy was a great scene partner with him but in the rest of the movie everyone's like it's time to get your shit together and get over this sad sack attitude (laughs) and I, I don't think that's ever the right thing to say but maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. I
0: don't no, know. no, you're right. That's that's not that's not a good thing to say, Bradley, to <laughs> something to somebody who's, <laughs> somebody who's creating.
2: <laughs> Get over it. Now I did like that uh Ruth Negga is playing a character with her own problems and she didn't like contest or compare hers to Mark's Dan Levy's character's problems. Um, I do like that they didn't have a, you You don't know love, you don't lecture me on love. Yeah, well, you don't know love because you didn't know your partner. There's no, like, absurd blow up. I didn't think so anyways. At least they all sounded natural as friends. But when this finally concluded, I'm not sure what I was supposed to take away from it or learn from it.
0: Um. I I mean I don't know I mean don't never ask Spike Lee that question because he doesn't give two shits <laughs> if you take anything away from his movies and he said Spike just Lee. as much <laughs> Spike Lee yeah imagine that yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, I, but
1: I, uh, I've personally had I, that experience before with Spike Lee yeah for I- interviewing him so, oh yeah yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> um,
0: but uh, I think really a lot of things that work in this film between the characters really is just due to, to chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, I because this is such a this is such a heavily screen written movie um that takes away a lot of the realism that is needed to make this work um the, that whole like um you know you were an injured bird and we sat on you for a year. Now it's time to fly, leave the net like this. God, this we're like five minutes in to this movie. I
2: mean, he's he's an adult as well. Not an injured bird.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's just that I just, when I can hear the, the Dan Levy writing thinking, Oh, this is really good. Like this is clever. And this is hitting the emotion really, really hard. I I feel like I, I felt that in every, I felt him saying that feeling that in every single, uh, scene. And, um, and for, for me that you sacrifice anything uh that's that's truly organic that can happen um that can be felt as a result
1: yeah and i feel like so sometimes when when you're doing with like Ruth Nega and Himesh Patel they're kind of like the, the best friends to mark's character to Dan Levy's character and it's really kind of a movie about friendship kind of just help helping you get over things but sometimes when you're doing you know a walking and talking movie which is this basically is it's like you know Dan Levy's version of that, um, maybe his Woody Allen film, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes when you're, you know, when you're, you know, you're having those conversations in the scene, and they feel forced, and it's supposed to feel really organic and natural, just kind of walking down the street and being in Paris or being in London. It almost it feels more forced because of that. Like it should feel more natural, and for for some reason, like it just it wasn't clicking with them. I don't know how. I'm guessing they probably we're kind of running gunning this movie and, and there's an energy there for that for, for sure. But there's maybe a couple of times where they could have maybe tried to do a few more takes and try to nail like their, their connection more. But I think Ruth Negga is really kind of the reason to watch it. Maybe like fans of Dan Levy will be, be the reason why you tune in, but Ruth Negga is fantastic mm-hmm. in this.
0: She's such yeah, a, she's such a breath of fresh air she's awesome. uh, in, in this. Yeah. And she does give the movie um, the kind of levity that it needs at points um and uh yeah she really is like this movie's like uh not, not a saving grace but definitely it's a secret weapon
2: well we should probably carry that into our final thoughts good grief drew would you lead please
1: Good grief. It's our final thoughts already. <laughs> Gee. What? Yeah. Very, very clever title. I love it. No. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean... Bradley's I, 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 just, like, so tickled by
0: that title. Geez. Bradley's just, like, forever. I am. I am. I'm sorry. No,
1: it's... I mean, what else are you going to call this movie? I mean, do you, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's a fantastic title. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just... I really wanted to connect to this movie a little bit more than I did. And it just didn't. You know, it just didn't feel natural. Um, I think the... Um, you know, the, this the, the there's a little bit of elitism without without trying to be that, which kind of bothers me sometimes where there's there's a lot of references to, you know, Dan Levy's well, I really really um Oliver's success, Luke Evans, his husband's success, and um, you know, him kind of falling into wealth and and, you know, his friends Sophie and Thomas are so grateful to be to be taken to Paris or 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 grateful to kind of almost um be taken along on his like grief journey, which seems a little weird. It's like you know they they're okay with going along with his helping him through this period as long as they can get like a nice hotel room. And so it felt it felt a little strange to me for um, on, on a couple of levels for that. But uh, but yeah, I mean I, it's it's still it's still a really good movie. I just I was expecting a little bit more. I think maybe just a little bit something that was a little more genuine, and it just felt forced at times. Um, unfortunately, so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably going to give it like, you know, the, the six out of ten. Um, I, I just want to see Ruth Negga in more movies, I think.
2: Same. Frank, your final thoughts on good grief. <laughs>
0: As opposed to like bad grief, lousy grief, so-so yeah. grief. Um, Med grief. i just
2: <laughs> bouncing
0: off. <laughs> bouncing. Gosh. Bradley, uh, <laughs> bouncing off of Drew's thought, we, we this movie is a reminder of like how um how the industry of just has just done Ruth Nego wrong, has done her bad uh, following um her Oscar nomination and for Loving back in uh, 2016. Um, uh, well, the uh, Jeff Nichols movie, yeah, the yeah. Jeff Nichols movie. Right. She should have been a much much um bigger star. She was
1: often a preacher. She's often
0: a preacher. And I actually liked her turn. It it was a supporting turn in um, the James Gray film, Ad Astra. No one liked Ad Astra, I thought. I I loved Ad 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 Astra. Astra Oh, really? Oh, Oh, God. That was in my top 10 that year. Oh, my God. These are my people. Um, But but, yeah, uh, she was good in that. But um, one thing that I do, or a couple things I think this movie does really well, it really. I I'm I'm always attracted to not always attracted by I'm really I find it appealing films that deal with the aftermath of a loved one's death. Um, th- you know their the focus is always what's been left behind, and it's always curious to see how they um, you know how the the picture that they paint about what's been left behind, and um, I think this movie does a really good job in that area uh in in real life there are there aren't those answers that you long for and you know it's um you know you you have things you want to say and do and ask and um and all that's gone and it's 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 just whatever you have left and um and trying to navigate through all of that is always really interesting to watch from a character perspective um and sometimes from from a cinematic perspective and i think um this film does get that right uh, because the journey is unpredictable. It doesn't have a lot of clarity. Um, It doesn't have a lot of answers at the end. And it, uh, it does show this character struggling to make sense of it all. Um, That does come through, you know, even though it's surrounding it are a bunch of heavily written scenes that do feel out of a screenwriting class. Um, and a lot of uh different detours that feel like setups for their own films um but at, at its core it gets i think it, i think that this movie does achieve its aims and uh and it ends on a very um i think graceful note um um i don 't want to say how it ends, although I do think uh where the character ends is appropriate so um yeah, I wish this could have been something that i I liked a lot more um, specifically when the where the dialogue was concerned and some of the plot turns, but I think it gets it, it ultimately gets more right than it does wrong, so for that, I do need to give this um, seven out of ten um, Trips to Paris, and uh, where you just uh, show up and um, and you know go to an, to an apartment because uh, Michelle Pfeiffer did that in a movie called French Exit, and nobody saw that but me. But uh, and it's awesome. Anyway, so yeah, seven out of ten Paris apartments.
2: See, you're right on that one. I still haven't seen French Exit, and so. you wanted to. You're the only person I knew that wanted to. <laughs> I'm watching. Uh, I'm doing a Richard Jenkins rewatch though, and uh, All right, he's nice. in Witches of Eastwick.
1: Witches of Eastwick, yeah. 80s. There you go. Yeah. There should have been witches in Good Grief. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> should have been a couple witches.
0: There you go. That spiced things up.
2: So, this is a good Netflix hang, you know? It it starts, it ends, it's under two hours. <laughs> it it's, starts, it ends. It starts, it ends, it's under two hours. It's a movie. There's no, you know, there's no promise of eight more films, the Good Grief universe, you know? None of that. <laughs> and I do like seeing a lot of these actors as well. I'm starting to... Become a big fan of Hamish Patel. Like we've all discussed, Ruth Nega is incredible. Love seeing Dan Levy. I like seeing David Bradley and Emma Corinne doing a silly performance art. Oh, right. At the exhibit <laughs> and watching Caitlin Dever, you know, just suddenly show up for the oh, very and, minor uh, role. Just...
0: C- Celia C- Emory, Celia who plays his, uh, his his attorney, his lawyer. Yeah. Like, I love that her. Was, those
2: were good scenes, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah now the fact that everyone is super rich and can do what they want that was very unrelatable I can't just take off to Paris if I want if I'm sad I certainly <laughs> can't take a year off of work what, what's my bereavement? I think two days is the, my handbook policy two days? jeez well maybe it's more for you know someone you're closer to I was but given, it's not great I was,
0: I was given a week and then even that my boss was like take more that time that seems you way want too it. short yeah, well, that's, well, too, after I love work, your boss my, my boss is like take more if you want it but, yeah, you know. that's awesome That's awesome
2: your boss was like that. I appreciate that, Frank's boss. Uh, (laughs) But I did like the uh, (laughs) – I love the friendship in this. I love that nobody was put in a box, like nobody yelled at each other and pointed out each other's flaws, even though you can with your friends like that. I love that Ruth Naga's character especially seemed like a mess, But she wasn't a mess. She just knew what she wanted in a relationship and went for it. And I think that's beautiful. And we need more relationships like that. We don't need Hilary Swank or uh, Julia Roberts telling us how a relationship needs to be. And that's the only way you can be happy. Sorry for singling those two out. I was going to say, what did they Um, do? I should have said, I should have said, (laughs) I should have said, Catherine Heigel. That's the one that always has the I can't work and be in love that's impossible for a woman <laughs> anyways
1: well I, I i didn't i didn't want to say this but um you know i i did uh jury duty today and i did not get accepted um on uh to, to be a juror so i'm grieving about that and i wanted to take you both to, to paris <laughs> oh <hell. laughs> i want, I, want, I want to fly us all to also yeah if you guys are up for it I, yeah know, I just, no i i just, can't leave just to, to paris, help me get I... through my my stuff
2: I have too much responsibility. Only if
0: Michelle Pfeiffer can come from French Exit. If she can meet me there, she can meet us there. Then we can. Then there, then we have a party.
2: It's out of my mm-hmm. control, Frank. I mean, sorry. <laughs> so I'll end this on. I think it's worth seeing again. I love what um, Dan Levy has written here for the eulogy scenes. I love the contrast between the he was famous and we'll miss him because he's famous compared to people who actually loved him missing him. I think that was. Great writing. I'm going to give this as well. Seven out of ten little flowers on the hill that boys can also pick and write stories about.
0: Cool. Oh. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> I don't have a punch. That's the end of that.
0: I don't have a punchline or anything. <laughs>